This is the Thorn Podcast, Performance Edition, the show that navigates the complex world of sports science and explores the latest research in diet, nutritional supplements, and the human body. I'm Joel Totoro, Director of Sports Science at Thorn. As a reminder, statements in this podcast have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Any products mentioned are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Thorn Podcast Performance Edition. I'm excited to welcome Don Saladino to the podcast, one of the most dynamic and genuine people I know in the industry. Don has over 20 years' experience training some of the biggest names in Hollywood. You've seen him across all media platforms, including Men's Health, The Today Show. We're excited to have Don and his wealth of information. Welcome to the podcast, Don. Thanks, Joel. Appreciate it. Yeah, Don, I, I don't think I can sum up 20 years of experience in, in a few sentences. And uh, we'll touch a little bit about your kind of high pro- profile clients in a, in a bit. Mm-hmm. But can you share kind of some of your background and, and, and touch on some of the incredible work you do uh, with your monthly challenges and kind of engaging the, the general population as well? Yeah, uh, well, first off, thanks for having me on. I mean, it's been uh, it's been incredible to work with Thorne over the last few years. Um, yeah, you know, I, I became a strength coach in 1999 worked at a big box gym, you know, fell in love with this profession probably before I was even, you know, in it, right? I was in college playing division one baseball and, you know, was doing pretty well with that. And, you know, obviously you always want to move on to, uh, you know, the next level and, you know, just didn't work out for whatever reason. But I remember the, the entire time, my focus really went from being baseball to, to nutrition and to fitness and to, you know, working with people. So when I graduated college, it just felt like an easy transition for me. Uh, come from a catering background. So I really understood people, family business, you know, work at weddings and bar mitzvahs and sweet 16s at the age of, you know, 12, 13 years old. So I really got kind of thrown into the uh, lines down at an early age and had to learn how to swim pretty quickly when it came down to dealing with people. And I think, you know, a few years into working in the city, I realized that, you know, and at the time, what's the ultimate goal of a trainer? It's to open their own spot. There was no digital media back then. There was no virtual world. You know, the internet was just something that was, it was so new back then. Um, No one really knew where it was going. And, um, you know, I I went and I did my first fundraise. I raised about 5 million bucks and um, opened my first club down in Soho back in 2005. And really didn't know what the hell I was doing. I, it was it was bizarre um, how I mean, looking back on it now, was I crazy or was I just dumb? I think it was a little bit of both. But had that club for about 15 years, my lease expired May of 2020. And at that period of time, you know, opened a second club and then, um, you know, started a digital media company called Driven. And I partnered with some professional athletes, Dwayne Wade, Adrian Peterson, Ernie Els, and uh, started one of the first app, you know, MTV, Cribs, Fitness you know, app companies where, um, you know, we would go in and do these high production shoots where we were showing their style of training and their nutrition and all this great stuff. And it, I mean, the, the company killed it out of the gate and we just, you know, at a certain point hit this wall. Uh, I think more because of the deal structure and more of the fact that we were unable to keep these athletes engaging with the customer and social media is all about engagement. So it kind of lit a candle for me. Uh, back in around 2010, 2011, and it, it made me realize the importance of engagement in this industry. I uh, got into social media a little bit later on, and but was still really focusing on my brick and mortar facilities. We were planning on expanding. And then when the pandemic hit, I mean, at that time, I probably had about 30 trainers working for me. And then when the pandemic hit, you know, the world gets everything put on pause. And, you know, that forces you now to really have to start looking 
at another avenue. And at that time, the only avenue was really the virtual world. And, you know, when you had that, when I had that infrastructure in place and, you know, was able to put some really good fuel behind that mechanism, we had a massive level of success during a really difficult time. And I think when I was re-signing my lease, when I was just looking at everything financially, it just made no sense for me to be back in the city doing what I was doing. So one dream kind of evaporated and then another vision really took place. And it's been three years since, you know, I've pretty much left um, my drive clubs, uh, which were my facilities in the city. And, you know, I've built up a community now, probably close to 10,000 people. And it's just been, um, it's been incredible, but it's also been a lot of fun because I'm working with brands and I'm able to really bring in the element of business that I learned at a very young age, you know, all the way from my my catering background to, you know, uh, owning gyms for 15 years to now, you know, tying in a lot of these brands that I work with, with my community. And, you know, I, I rented an island in Mexico last year and I hosted 70 people from 15 different countries. Um, we're now bringing in, um, uh, two consecutive weeks where we'll have probably between 140 to 160 people next year. Uh, a lot of these retreats are a lot of fun and it's been a great way to bring people from all over the world together. Um, the people showing up from Kenya and, you know, um, all over, all, you know, all over the world, South America, you know, Europe, you know, I, I can go on and on and on. So that was, you know, that was a lot of fun. And then be, basically, you know, off of what we created, we were able to assemble these courses now and these courses are basically just pretty much disclosing everything that we did to build up this this digital you know online platform and we're now starting to work with coaches and doctors and nutritionists and you know physical therapists and anyone in the industry that's looking to monetize their online business and we launched these courses this, you know this last couple of months and it's, it's it's had a high level of success so far yeah, I think that's great. And I mean, you touched on so much there. And uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, uh, I grew up in the catering industry as well. So, uh, so many lessons learned there that very glad I learned at an early year. I didn't even realize how much they were really impacting how I do things, right? Until you kind of see how other people are doing them. But yeah, I think it's it's really great that you've been, you know, a little bit by design and a little bit just kind of by your nature, embracing how to get the message to people. You've really kind of been either at the forefront or ahead of the, the trends. So kind of love where you're going. And, and it's great to be able to, to do a one-on-one -on -one transformation. But what you're able to do to the masses has been been really great. And it's uh, it's a needed voice in the community. So really, again, just just thanks for what you're doing and, and really appreciate it. No, no, really, really. And listen, I mean, I've, I've been doing these transformations. What's ironic is, you know, I started as a strength coach and then I started working with golfers because my brother was a professional golfer. And our first facility, Drive 495, was a golf fitness training facility. And we were doing entertainment and we had a liquor license and corporate events and you know back in 07 08 we really had to recreate ourselves when companies like Bear Stearns and Lehman Brothers all you know they all crapped out and they all you know closed shop and we lost all that corporate spending so that was a really scary time because we were lighting money on fire every month and we were just burning it and uh, we had to recreate our business I met a, an actor by the name of Hugh Jackman back then and he I mean I was on my first cover and I think uh, 2002 to 2003. So it was, a, it was probably 20 years ago. I was on my first cover. So I've always lived in this performance physique world. I've always understood strength and conditioning, but I've also understood nu nutrition at a high level and, and how to um, not only eat a certain way, but eat, uh, eat to perform a certain way. And I think Hugh saw that and he took a liking to me and um, I got him ready for Wolverine in Australia. And that's when my superhero portion of my career really took off. That's really kind of what's been my claim to fame. And what I've been known for is, you know, the, probably the, the hundreds of actors I've gotten ready for roles and um, 
you know, just what has to go into that. You know, it's, it's a lot of work. It is challenging working with them because of their volatile schedules and you don't know their, you know, you don't know their, their game schedules in advance. They could just be on a movie shoot and out of nowhere. It runs four hours over or, you know, someone gets sick on, on, on the shoot and then shooting gets delayed. And there's so much volatility when it comes down to working with actors that most people don't um, um, understand. So, you know, I've got about 15 years of experience working with them. And that's something that I think with my club and even what I have here now, the barn, it's, it's been very comforting for them to be able to come and work with me here. And it's been a, a very fun part of my business. That's really been uh, the fuel to a lot of what I do digitally. Yeah, I think that's that's definitely the sign of a of an expert coach is the ability to still make things happen when when the variables are out of your control. Yeah, yeah, hundred um, percent. So you mentioned a little bit. Now you've you know, like you said, you're, you've been on covers, and you just recently were on another cover. Um, mm -hmm. So you walk the walk, you talk the talk, and obviously you have the technical skills and the know how to do this transformation. But gaining trust of an elite athlete or a celebrity, you know, that kind of lives in this world is pretty tough. What do you? What kind of makes you different? How are you able to get such quick buy-in? I, I think that really comes down to the individual, right? It's a very difficult thing to teach. You can't force these things yet. You have an hour to really, you know, I don't want to say gain the trust of that person coming in, but they have to leave their liking you. And I think if you're, if you're there and you're trying to push the envelope and if you're talking too much or you're just doing too much, if you're over coaching, I think that could be, that could work against you. I think it's very difficult to teach. Though coaches out there, they just keep getting certifications and they're going for like, FMS level 50 or whatever the hell it is at this point. It's like, you know, I, I love FMS, by the way. I'm just saying, but I'm not knocking them. But I'm just saying that we coaches continue to go and they continue to keep learning to get better at their craft. And I'll always do that. I don't care how much money I make. I don't care how successful I am. I will always be a coach. I always want to learn how to do things better. But at a certain time, I think these coaches have to go out there and they have to assess where are they weak as a coach and where can they improve? And some of the smartest coaches I know on the planet struggle with public speaking or they struggle to control a room or, you know, when they meet with a client, they're just, you know, pressing or trying too hard. And, you know, I, I think what really has to happen is, you know, the, you have one hour to have them leave the session feeling better than they did before they came in. And I think that's a really easy thing to focus on. It's impossible to have someone leave in an hour looking better but you can have them leave there in an hour feeling better. And I think if you focus on that and you don't try and impress them with everything you know in that one hour, which so many coaches want to do, which I think is what kills most coaches, um, I think they're going to be fine. And, and, I, and I think they just have to understand that it's a process, but you know, if it's something as simple as touching someone's toes and, they're, and, and you're going in and you're assessing them and you're screening them and you're noticing that they can't even touch their kneecaps and then within five, 10 minutes, you have them touching their toes and they're feeling better. Well, there's not much talking you have to do, right? They're going to feel better. They're going to want to come back. They're going to look at you as a necessity, not a luxury. So um, I think a big problem with these coaches is that they just try and do too much and they try and prove themselves. Or I even tell clients I work with, I said, listen, this is what you're going to expect out of the first session. It's going to be a bit underwhelming. If you're expecting to come in here and me push you at a level 10 on a scale of one to 10, it ain't happening. Like, this is part of my screening. This is part of my assessment. You're going to leave the session wanting to continue to do more. You're going to wonder why I didn't push you any further. But this is what we need to do on the first day. I need feedback. I need to see how they're feeling the next day. Um, I need to see how they're moving. And anytime I see a coach who on the first day is just trying to blister someone, it's always an indicator that, you know, um, you know, I don't want to say they don't know what they're doing, but it's, it's always a bad sign when on the first session someone's coming in and they're just trying to beat the crap out of you. 
Yeah, and you kind of you teed this up too perfectly in your intro, but uh, I would say uh, people have heard on the podcast, the human performance world is a service industry, right? We're providing a service, we're providing an outcome, and I think you know, you know, it's classified as the soft science of the the sport or, or the profession, but yeah, no, it's really like, am I making an impact? Because that's the difference between, and this kind of leads into my question. You talk a lot about being kind of realistic, not perfect, and and you've been pretty um, public with you know some of your clients, like, hey, it's not all a six-week uh, turnaround where you were motivated by the movie studio and you have all day. It's Sometimes it's longer and, uh, you know, kind of taking a lot of what you've learned from the transformation of, of all these kind of amazing tra- transformations you've had in Hollywood, uh, but really applied that to the general population. So can you talk a little bit about, like, I guess the, the being realistic about a program and understanding life happens and how that kind of leads to maybe repeated programs or a lifelong change as opposed to just a, a quick hit? I, I think it's a great question. It's so funny too, but I'm like the worst person to come to when you need a quick result because I believe in long-term investments when it comes to the human body. So so I'm coming from the line of work where it's like, there's always a deadline and I'll have, I've had production companies call me up and they're like, you have two weeks. And I'm like rolling my eyes. Like, all right, I'm looking at, you know, one of the biggest stars in Hollywood at the time going, what do I do? Like, all right, we're going to be super clean for the next two weeks. You're removing alcohol. We're going to continue to train like we're training. You're going to get a nice light tan. We're going to get some good sleep. We're going to, you know, like, and he's like, what the hell is the point of the tan? I'm like, I'll explain. There's just certain things like the body is only going to do so much, right? Um, I've never, and I've never lived in a, a world of performance enhancing substances. I, I don't know. I, I couldn't tell you different types. I've had people come into my office, ask me about them. I just don't know. I'm not the one to ask on that. So when it comes to this, to this quick, um, you know, for this quick, like 20 day fix or three week, like reset, like, it's just not what I do. I, I like going in and I, I like assessing where the individual's at. And I like, you know, turning around and really giving them a path that's going to set themselves up for success in the future. And what's been interesting with working with these um, actors is, you know, uh, you know, I, I can mention one, jo- Joaquin Phoenix was someone I got ready for a role. And then like, I remember after his shoot, he came back to me and he's like, I got to lose 60 pounds now. And I started laughing. I was like, 60 pounds. Like, how do you plan on doing that? Like, I'm just, I'm not the right one to ask. But I always like telling my clientele, listen, we're two weeks out, 365 days a year. And it was always a line. I've been using that line for over a decade. You're two weeks out, 365 days a year. And like, well, what do you mean by that? I'm like, listen, I understand for different roles, you have to play different characters and you have to adapt. But at any point, if you got a call from a, from a, a magazine and they wanted you on the cover of something, I want you to be two weeks out from us getting you to the point where you feel like I feel good about this, right? Not where we have to climb claw ourselves out of a sandpit. And the funny thing is, is with this aesthetic change, I'm really attacking people internally. And for me, nutrition's incredibly important. And not from a, not from a standpoint of like, we well, have to eat chicken and rice. Like that's no, I, I, I want to feel like I'm partners in a meal uh, delivery company called um, Daily Dose. And, you know, we're, you know, everything's like biodynamic, farm to table, you know, it's super high quality. It's a bit more expensive because you're getting the highest quality food, but we change our meals up seasonally. We're always mixing in different types of micronutrients. You know, we're, it's never where you're eating the same stuff over and over for many reasons. One, we get bored, but two, from a micronutrient profile, it's very important that we, you know, rotate those nutrients and we allow the body to consume different types of nutrients. And I, I think for me, it's when we get that engine functioning a certain way, 
then aesthetically things start falling into place. And for me, it's like, I can, honestly, I could shoot the cover of muscle and fitness in the next two to three weeks. Right now I can literally be two to three weeks out from being ready to look as good as I've ever looked on any cover. And that's just, it's not from the fact that I don't ever cheat or if I never have a sip of alcohol. No, we're just coming off of Thanksgiving. It's from the fact that I stay in a certain place all year long. And I understand that throughout the year, our bodies are going to change. And we need different types of nutrients at different specific times. And, you know, um, you know, I always f focus on metabolic flexibility, which is, you know, I'm never going low carb. I'm always understanding the importance of consuming carbs and fats as my energy source. So there's certain beliefs that I have that maybe a nutritionist might turn around and be like, well, that's nonsense. If, you know, if you are a, ca a cancer patient or if you have Alzheimer's in your family, like you need to go on a ketogenic protocol. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not saying that. I'm saying for general fitness, I'm saying for general population. And um, I think that's what's allowed me to be really successful with these people is I've been able to go in and look at them and say, where are you starting at? Where are you right now? And what do we need to do to get you from point A to point B? A lot of times I might look at someone and say, all right, according to your goals, we need to take a real minimalistic approach here. And that minimalistic approach will, will get you from point A to point B. It will, it will bring you to the goal that you need to bring you to. Why am I going to have that individual eat like me when they're not going to be able to be successful at that and they're going to fail? So I think a big problem in our industry is that most of these coaches are turning around trying to deliver to them their A program or what they need to be doing is they need to be delivering to that individual what that individual needs to be successful and then allowing them in time to, you know, now want more and, and that or, or now say, all right, well, that was easy. Like, what can we do if you maybe turn this up a level? And I think that's when, when um, this can get really interesting. Yeah. And, and this is an audio podcast, so uh, you can't see, but I'm grinning as a dietitian here and you talk about food that way in a, in a positive manner. And uh, it's really, you, you know, mimicking so much what I've done in, in 20 years and some of the learnings I've had is, you know, I'm, I'm kind of similar. Like you have to earn a meal plan and unless we're doing everything else, like I'm not going to give you this perfect diet. That's not real. Right. So uh, I love the idea of just kind of speaking about food in an empowering way and really just kind of informing of this is what the body should feel like. Right. When all these warning signs are turned on, you're never going to get the performance goals. Right. So uh, I love I, right. I say I say uh you know, Thank all you. the time, 20 years in human performance, about 90% of what I do is on the human, right? <laughs> like there's so much work to be done there. And sometimes it is just as simple as like, let's just move this around or let's just focus on this area that you're clearly deficient in. So love that idea. I, I actually really, really fast. I, I, this crazy story happened a few years ago. I had a buddy of mine show up to my gym and he, it was the weirdest request ever. He comes into my office. He's probably a few, five years older than me. So he's, he's in his, at the time, he's in his mid forties. And he goes, um, Don, I, I want to see my top two abs. And I looked at him like he had nine heads. I was like, what are you talking about? I've never heard anyone say, I just want to see my top two abs. And I was like, explain. And he starts explaining it to me. He's like, listen, I'm never going to eat like you. I want to be strong. I just want to be to the point where I take my shirt off. I really look like I can train, but I, I don't want to do what you do. And I said, all right, cool. I said, let's just take a look at your nutrition. And at the end of the day, like he didn't eat terribly, but it was definitely a lot sloppier than it needed to be. So I basically turned around and I cut everything in half, right? Like booze, you know, went down to maybe one day a week. The desserts went down to like whatever it was. It went probably more than half. It probably went down from like three days of tasting to like one day a week. And I cleaned up some things on the white on the white flour and the processed foods. And I eliminated specific things and I got this water up. He came back into me literally three weeks later. 
and I'm not lying here, but he took the shirt off and he, you can see the lines on his top two abs. And he was like flipping out of my office. He came into my office. It's already happy because he, because he knew, but he was flipping out of my office and he turned to me and he said these magic words. He says, what's next? And I just looked at him and I started laughing. And, and that to me, what it was all about, it, it's, it's, we're, we're coming to a time of year right now where there's these new year's resolutions and whatever it is, 80% of the people are just going to fail at it. And they're going to fail doing the exact same thing they did every year. And they're going to come out of the gate and they're going to try and be perfect. And they're going to try and eliminate all these things that they love in life, where the reality is, is they probably don't have to. They're going to start working out 14 straight days. They're going to think more is better. They're going to burn themselves out or they're going to get injured. They're going to give up alcohol and they're going to give up dessert. And then three weeks in, they're going to go to a party and they're going to crap out. And then they're going to feel bad about themselves and they're going to throw in the towel. And it's like, that's not what this is about. This is about moderation. Like you should be able to have your cake once in a while and eat it too, right? Like you, you shouldn't have to give up all these things in life that you want. Now, if you're preparing for the Mr. Olympia, which is going to be going on in probably the next two to three weeks, what is that? The week of the 15th, I'll be there. Um, yeah, I understand. Like you're going to be living a certain lifestyle right now. But for 99.9% .9 of the fitness population, you could look magazine cover ready, you know? You could have a high level of, of, of health, you know, your, your, your blood markers, your hormones, these things could be in fantastic shape if we just took a little bit of a different approach. And at the end of the day, that's pretty much everyone's goal. If you ask anyone in general fitness, like, what is your goal? They want to look better naked. They want to have higher levels of energy. They want to sleep better. Like, these are just yes to all this. Like, who doesn't want that? I want that. You want that. It's like, these are pretty easy goals here, right? But I think it's just, again... Most people are throwing a ball against the wall, expecting a different approach. And um, especially this time of year, I think we got to think about it a little bit differently. Yeah, I love the one of the one, another one of my kind of catchphrases per se is, is is performance is personal, right? So having that kind of I'm doing it for me, right? Whether it is to see your top two abs, whether it's to you know get your get off cholesterol meds, whether it's do your first body weight pull up, you've seen it. Like the response that's as personal as big of a goal and as big as a, a light uh, in somebody's mm -hmm. eyes as you know somebody hitting you know hey you know, I hit this number at the marathon or I podium this many a times. Like it's, it's so personal. And that's kind of the joy of coaching, I guess, is, is finding people find that, that person, personal goal there for sure. Yeah. 100%. All, right. All right. So we're going to take a quick break and then uh, we're going to get back to a couple questions uh, from our audience. We'll take a little break here. You put in the work at the gym, on the court, at the track, pushing your body to the limit. Now maximize those results and unlock your inner champion with Thorne's high performance sports nutrition line. With pre-built fitness bundles, like Thorne's training bundle, you can jumpstart your training and fitness routines and take your performance to the next level. Thorne offers the most comprehensive line of NSF certified for sport products on the market, making Thorne the unquestioned leader in quality and innovation in sports nutrition. Visit Thorne.com to learn more. That's T-H-O-R-N-E.com. We're back, Don. Let's get into some questions from our audience. And actually, that's a lot. This first one's from me. You know, we mentioned a little bit, you're a lifelong learner. Um, and what I like about you is you aren't afraid to adjust your thinking. You're not stuck in, you know, this is how, you know, the, the Don Saladino way. Uh, what are some of the biggest shifts or kind of aha moments you've had over your 20 years? Wow. Um, I mean, I, I, God, there's, there's so many. I mean, if I look at it from a business standpoint and from a fitness standpoint, I, I think 
let's start with fitness. I think early on, you know, I was definitely much more rigid when it came down to like, you know, all the foods that I ate and, you, you know, just not, um, not understanding that the, the, the body needs variety and, you know, stop eating like a bodybuilder early on and start eating to really fuel yourself. And I think it's allowed me um, some flexibility. It's allowed me to build the ability to really start consuming different types of nutrition. I think also understanding that, you know, at certain times of the year, things might just adjust and your needs might change a bit, you know, according to the seasons or according to your activity level. And rather than sitting there scratching your head saying, what's wrong? Like this worked for me three months ago. Like, no, things have to change sometimes. So I think understanding that what works for you at a certain point, you know, might not, you know, still be working for you at that time. And it, you know, if your body's craving fat, maybe, yeah, maybe doing some more of a, a fat adapted diet or, or maybe experimenting with something a little bit different. Um, you know, understanding that we do need to experiment with, you know, things nutritionally, though, I think understand and, you know, how your body responds to it. And um, I think that's important. Also, I, I think from a, a business standpoint, man, you know, just, you know, I, I think it was this level of patience that I was lacking and really trying to force issues sometimes. And, you know, you've got to, as a business person, I think you have to, I think you got to slow down a bit. I think you got to, you got to be calm and not be so reactive in decisions that you make, not be so emotional. There were a lot of emotional decisions that I made early on when it came to opening my club that, you know, that I suffered from, uh, that, that I suffered the consequences of that 15 years later, you know, things in my lease that, you know, if it's not right, it's not right. Like don't settle on it. If it's not right. I was never in a situation where I had to settle on anything. You know, and I settled on things early on in my career because I wanted to get it done so fast and I was impatient. So I think understanding now that it's a business decision and it either it's either going to work for your model or it's not going to work. And I have absolutely no problem in speaking to a brand, a company, whatever it might be and saying no. Like, no, you know, unfortunately, this is not what you guys need. This is not what I need. And if you need an intro, I'm more than happy to make it. And um, let's just part ways on good terms. And I think that's a really nice thing to have the ability to be able to do rather than, you know, constantly making these emotional decisions. A lot of coaches will make these emotional decisions brand. I don't know where a brand will contact them and they'll say, you know, we'd like you to start, you know, we want to trade product for you to start posting about us, which to be honest with you, a lot of times I'm very against, right? It's, it's, you know, a brand wants to come in and they want to try you out for three months. I'm like, wait a second, like 25 years of experience here, 25 years of earning trust over people. You can't try me out for three months. This is something that, you know, um, that this is a long-term commitment. This is a long-term play. And that's something that doesn't fit your brand. That's fine, but it doesn't fit mine. And I think a lot of times coaches will just jump the gun and make these emotional decisions because they want to be a part of something. It's only the, the wrong decision. I can go on for hours and hours about things that I've, you know, that I feel like I've, I've learned from and I've done better. I think fortunately for me, I, I've really surrounded myself with some very smart people. And a lot of my clients were, you know, at a very high level. And, um, you know, I was always trying to learn from them. And I was always trying to surround myself with people who were better in certain areas than I was and learn from them and even have them take care of those areas of the business. You know, that lineup, if you want it done, you know, if you want it done great, do it yourself. I'm like, oh God, like get over that. Like if you want to grow a business, surround yourself with great people who are going to help you expand your business. Um, you know, are they going to be at home every waking hour of the day, you know, thinking about things the way you are? No, they're not. They may not be, but that's okay. 
right? So um, I think that's the difference between a business person and, um, you know, someone who's, you know, running a business and operating a business. I think there's, there's, there are two different things, but yeah, I can go on hours and hours on things I've learned. Yeah, I, th I think you put it well. I, I remember I was about 10 years in and struggling with uh, being called an expert. Uh, and I had a, a colleague that was like, you know, you know what expert means? It's just you've you've made more mistakes and been asked more questions, right? So I think I think we've earned uh, we've earned that title twenty years in. Uh, I, I actually <laughs> I actually get like sometimes people will call me an expert. I'm like you know just call me a professional. Like I think that's fine. Like I don't know like expert. Like what does that mean? Like I I, I don't you know maybe that's just my way of you know, being trying to be humble or whatever it is. But I just listen. I'm I'm definitely a professional in this industry. I'm a definitely a health and fitness professional. I'm not saying I'm going to have every answer, but what I do have is I have an incredible Rolodex. And, you know, when it comes to finding that answer, I, I probably got as good of a network as anyone on the planet. And uh, that's something I pride myself on. So um, I'll, I'll call you the expert. I'll, I'll take the professional line. <laughs> so I kind of call it my super friends model. You know, like I, I've got this, I've built this network around me where I can call Aquaman if I need him, you know, or, well, you could call Wolverine right. directly, but <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, yeah. Cool. definitely. <laughs> this is gonna uh, this is gonna roll right uh, right into something I'm sure you've answered a thousand times. But uh, the question is, what is your favorite transformation you've been part of? And I I'm guessing this the question is pertaining to celebrities. But if I know you, I think you've probably got an answer that's uh, a non celebrity too. Yeah, you know the celebrity transformations are always fun because you know you you get to be on the red carpet with them and and you, and you get to see you know a finished product, which is always really exciting. But at the end of the day, I'm just giving them the tools like they got to do the work. And I believe there's so many great coaches out there and um, not to sell myself short. But, you know, I think, you know, if any of these celebrities got any reputable, like I, I got 10 coaches off the top of my head, I could stick with any of my celebrities and they would they would get from point A to point B just fine. They would they would do great. I, um, I think some of my favorite transformations have been some of the people that have been more life-changing and some people that have shown a high level of success early on. And, you know, I, I think, you know, even, you know, haven't gotten there yet. Right. Like um, my friend, Laura Summers, who went from 872 pounds to she's teetering on the 400 pound mark. Uh, Laura's open about it too. Laura got down to 360 and put back on about 60 pounds. And now we have her clawing her way back down and we're, and we're not done yet. And it's, um, you know, it's a lot of work on her end. It's a lot of struggles. She's carrying around about 50 pounds of extra skin that she's going to have to have removed at a certain point, but they can't remove it until her BMI comes down more. And it's been, and you knew about Laura. I told, I talked to you about Laura a while ago. So she's been someone that's fun. I'm working with this guy, John, right now, who um, I don't really take on people anymore, but I'm working with him. You know, for, for free, he's a friend of a friend and uh, he came to me at 525 pounds. And, you know, we just weighed in at about 460 pounds since May. But this is real weight that he lost. And more importantly than the weight, um, you know, he was walking 400 steps a day. He was on, um, he was in the hospital, but they were about to hospital. They were basically about to hospitalize him. He couldn't walk. And um, I'm proud to say that, you know, his first workout, he walked in crutches for 10 minutes and three seconds, which was a struggle. And um, he's now doing about 6,000 steps a day. And he's drinking about 200 ounces of water a day. And he comes in here five days a week. And I have his programs that are hanging on my board right here. And um, he goes through his you know, full body work. And I'll read you some of the stuff he's doing. He's doing uh, suspension squats. He's doing double RDLs. He's mixing that in with some skier because we got to get his you know, cardio up a bit. He's running through four series of that, alternating incline dumbbell press, straight arm pull down, skier, four rounds of that, some Zotman curls, some, you know, side raises, some cable overhead, some skiers, four rounds of that. So the fact that this guy now could come in here for an hour 
and run himself through a sample workout like that four days a week. Listen, we can't put him on the treadmill and we can't have him run. You know, he's, you know, you got to be careful with the amount of steps you have someone of that size doing because their knees are going to get really swollen, their ankles, et cetera. But he couldn't walk up and down my staircase. And now we have him doing the stairs as an exercise. I mean, to see someone, it's less about the, it's more about the activity level, to see their mindset change, to see their body composition change, we threw out his crutches. He doesn't use crutches anymore to walk. He's not allowed to come. He's not, I'm not even allowed to see him with him. Otherwise, I told him the next time I see him, I'm going to break him. So, he's, you know, it's um, for me, that's that's what's been the most fun for me. I, I think as much as I love and I'm Ryan Reynolds, Blake Lively, my favorite, their family. And let me tell you, they have done more for my career than anyone. I, I cannot be any more grateful. Those two, I'm going to see them tomorrow. But I think they even know. The fact that I can now be out there working with people who are in just a different place than they are and really help, you know, help them, you know, create this quality of life that they probably haven't had in decades. To me, that's special. When you take someone who's unable to walk or, you know, who's basically, you know, in a really bad spot, according to themselves and their doctors, and to be able to have them go in five months later for blood work going, oh my God, like you are, you made a complete 180. Like, I didn't think you can do it. That to me is special. Yeah. Uh, so actually that rolls right in. I'm going to combine two questions that we, we get a lot. Um, <clears throat> so one is always, you know, I don't have any equipment. Where do I start? And the other one is, I'm a, you know, I feel unprepared for the gym or embarrassed by the gym. And you kind of just hit on it right there. Like, you know, I've been a part of, I've seen things where, you know, it's a weight loss challenge first of the month or whatever. And the first thing they do is put like uh, somebody who's probably not comfortable in their body on the ground. Right. And you're like, this person's going to struggle to get up. You're going to put him in this negative. It's it's just one of those like softer side we talked about, but kind of what do, what do you say to somebody who says either like, oh, I don't have any equipment or I'm embarrassed. I don't know where to start. What's kind of the, how do you get the ball rolling? Well, we have, we have some options, right? Like, first off, I offer a free program on my website, donsalvino.com. It's a free bodyweight program. Um, for some reason, it's not up there. You can't download it. Just email support at donsalvino.com, and we will give you our free program. It's a free bodyweight program that anyone can do anywhere. Um, when I'm starting with someone like John, who at, you know, 525 pounds, I'm not putting it down on a mat. I'm not getting on the floor. What do we use? We sat on a box and we did, you know, some isolation work. And that's where like, well, it's not functional. Of course it's functional. When you have a person at that size come in, we literally, I remember the first lifting workout, I think was standing side raises, standing bicep curls, cable pushdowns. We, we, we did no legs because we couldn't get him into any position yet safely and walking in itself was plenty of legs for him. And I had him do cable chest presses and face pulls. Like that was the workout. And we are continuing to have him stand. Like I'm probably getting to the point now since May that I could probably start getting him on the ground, but he's still not ready. I'm not going to do that. So I think at the very least, you have access to some good bodyweight workouts, one I just gave to everyone. And um, I think if you're going to the gym, I I'm saying this because I've owned a gym for years. Anybody who's going to pass judgment on someone trying to make an effort in the gym, first off, their opinion of you is invalid in my, in my opinion or in anyone else's opinion. Like if I see anyone in there, I don't care what type of shape they're in. There's this level of admiration and courage that I'm noticing that that person has. I've worked with plenty of people that have high levels of anxiety where I'm like, listen, just walk in the gym, do a set or two or walk out. Like seriously, I'm like, just walk in, do two sets of triceps, two sets of biceps and leave. Just for it there. Okay. How'd you feel? A little beat up about that. All right, let's do it again. Let's do it again. Let's do it again. And you just start like almost exposing them. Like, 
we're touching the water, we're touching the water, we're, we're testing it, we're testing it, we're testing it. And then after a period of time, you know, you realize that, you know, the gym can become a really, you know, great place if you're in the right environment. I mean, some of these gym memberships now are so inexpensive. I'm not telling you to go join up, you know, a high-end club if you don't have the means, but you can go join up Planet Fitness for like, how much is that? That's like nothing, right? So I, I think we, we, we do have the option to even building our own gyms now. Like, what do you really need? You need a set of dumbbells. You really do. You need a, like, a, on my, on my challenges that I offer every month, you get access to a gym program and a dumbbell only program. So all you need for one of the programs every month, a gym program and a dumbbell only program and you get bonus workouts. So I'm giving an option for any, everybody. And if they are going on the road, then you use the bodyweight workout. So I'm trying to supply people with, with different types of options. But I think at a certain point, it's like anything else. If you want to get in a better shape, you got to start exposing yourself to it. If you want to learn a foreign language, it's going to be tough at the beginning. If you want to start dating, you got to go on dates. If you want to be in a relationship, like it's not going to happen if you're not going out there and testing the waters and start putting yourself into an uncomfortable position. And um, I just think at the very least, consistency trumps intensity. I do not care how consistent anyone trains. I just want them going in, you know, watching the videos I give, trying performing the way that I perform them, build some consistency. Well, how much weight? I'm not concerned with it yet. Go at 50%. I don't care. Just get in, get out and feel good. And then in time, we'll be able to increase that intensity if, if need be. But, um, you know, you got to throw yourself in the water if you want to learn how to swim. Yeah, I think I think you're 100% right. Any, anyone who is judging you for bettering yourself is not someone whose opinion you need to listen to for sure. Um, yeah, who, who are you anyway? Am I really going <laughs> to take any? I'm, I'm, nothing. It's, it's ridiculous. So, yeah, crazy. No. For sure. All right. We got a last question for you. All right. You're a man on the go. You're packing your travel bag. Got limited space. Uh, what supplements are, are your must-haves? Ooh, okay. Um, my must-supplements are my pro or prebiotic, depending on what I'm doing that time of year. Definitely vitamin D. Um, my once daily, the new multi that um, I used to do the AM and PM, but I'm doing that once daily now that I love fish oil. I, I, I normally... Um, always take. And when I'm on the road, I, I like packing a protein supplement just because, you know, and I might even bump up the amount of shakes I have on the road. I might go to two shakes a day just because it's convenient protein. It's high quality protein. And if I'm on the road, I may not have access to, you know, great nutrition. The greens powder is something I've been using a lot of too now, because if I'm on the road, I'm able to really mix in some, uh, it can make my shakes a lot more powerful by mixing that greens powder in there. So um, yeah, those are my, probably my go-tos, my, um, my, my fallback supplements when I'm uh, traveling. All right, Don, uh, just kind of let everybody know kind of what's next for you. You're always uh, got your hands in a million pies here. So uh, what's coming up for Don in, in 2023? Got a, we, we redid our entire program library. So at donsalvino.com, we're going to have all the new programs being launched. Cool celebrity programs will be up there as well. I got my courses that we just launched, which is fantastic. You can check that out at donsalvino.com. I'm going on a podcast tour in LA, I think on the 12th, 13th, and 14th. I'll be out in LA speaking on five fantastic podcasts. I'm heading to Olympia after that. I'm going to roll into the Christmas holiday, just checking as many boxes as possible. I'm going to shut the shut down the last week and then start off January 1, you know, continuing to just tighten things up, continuing to focus on building our business, building our brand, some cool stuff with podcasts we're going to have going on. And uh, a lot of the brands that I work with, like Thorne and a lot of the great companies, it's, it's been fun to see their growth as uh, well. But yeah, if anyone has any questions, shoot me a DM on Instagram, Don Salvino, and, uh, you know, have a happy holiday. 
All right. Well, that's unfortunately all the time we have with Don. Thank you so much for your time and your wisdom. And uh, yeah, hopefully we'll uh, we'll talk to you again. But uh, have a great end of the year, great holiday, and uh, we'll talk soon. And looking forward to see what you what you do in 2023, man. Thanks, Joe. Looking forward to connecting in the new year. Thanks for listening to the Thorn Podcast Performance Edition. Make sure to never miss an episode by subscribing to the show on your podcast app of choice. You can also learn more about the topics we discussed by visiting thorn.com and checking out the latest news, videos, and stories on Thorn's Take 5 Daily blog. For this performance edition of the Thorn Podcast, I'm Joel Totoro, reminding everyone to stay active and stay hydrated.